0: It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck, just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girls' night, all wrapped up into one. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday,
1: people. Look at Megan, she's in a good mood. <laughs> <laughs> me sounding like we, the Grinch.
0: Yeah, we flipped um, places this week. Uh, it is nighttime for Cece and morning for me. So I'm just, I'm awake, I'm alive. This time change did something good for our kids. They go to bed an hour later, but so they sleep an hour later. And so it all actually, it all makes sense math-wise, but it just feels like we have more time in the morning to like be awake before the girls are without it being like 4 a.m. They used to wake up at like 6.30 and now they wake up at 7.38 and it's just like, what is this life?
2: But they go to bed
0: an hour later, but it just, it's nice. It's really nice. I'm like, oh, is this what people have been doing?
1: like how, would you rather have time with Avery at night or in the morning?
0: Because he doesn't go to. Yeah. Well, we still have time in at night. They just go to bed a little later. So the the time isn't as long at night. Uh-huh. And right now we're still going to bed a little later than we probably would like to because we're still trying to figure out like exactly how much time we have once they're to <laughs> bed. But it's really nice to wake up in the morning, whether he's here or not, and be ahead of the girls instead of just waking up when they wake up because 630 is early. I don't think I'm gonna wake up any earlier than that. Sometimes I'd wake up at six, but since being pregnant, since knowing I was pregnant, I've been like, no. I'm good. I'm going to sleep no, till 6.30. Yeah, I'm good. But now that it's 7.38, I mean, there'll be times when my body just naturally wakes up on its own at seven and I'm like, okay, cool. I guess I'm well rested enough. And then I get stuff done. 30 minutes and
1: now they're up. It's yeah,
0: great. It's awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah. That That's
1: awesome. Awesome. could be my
0: heck yes, but it's not.
1: <laughs> well, your heck yes is? My nails.
0: I they're like, that. they're like, um, they're Barbie
1: yeah Licious. what do we yeah like platinum
0: or something we don't know <laughs> they've got like a sheen, metallic yeah metallic which, light pink which feels funny to say because when I think metallic I think like chrome on a car and I'm like oh that's not what I was going for but that's not what they look like apparently these are Hailey Bieber inspired nails that's what Pinterest said oh, and okay, I'm wait, channeling you- my Hailey
1: Bieber Hailey Bieber <laughs> Mrs. Yeah. Bieber do you know um like the metallic light pink Sharpie. Do you like remember those were really big?
0: I remember the silver one and the gold okay. one because I would use them for calligraphy. Yeah, like that, but in light pink or oh kind of like a gel pen, like a light pink gel pen. Oh, That's what you're I look love like. the gel pens. Wow, this is like nostalgic now.
1: Yeah. Wow. I know I really want to get my nails done. There's a lot of women that do get their nails done here in town in Japan. Um, but there's like a wait list, like a really long oh wait list gosh. to like get in. And I just, that's not worth it. Yeah. I'm just gonna not. Yeah. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I didn't
0: mean for it to be like my Lenten thing, but it kind of became my Lenten thing where I didn't have my nails done at all during Lent. And I was like, oh, I really kind of missed that. So I just did it in time for Easter. And cause I really desperately needed an hour where I used to, okay, you and I have talked about this getting our nails is depending on who did them. (laughs) True. Um, but no, we used to always say like getting our nails in is not really relaxing and we don't really enjoy it, but it's one of those things that we're like, we, we want to have done. So we just have to do it. Uh But since I didn't do it for like two months straight, I was like, what I would give to just sit in a chair and not be on my phone and not be needed and just sit, sit in a chair for an hour. And so now maybe like think about things. I don't know. And so it was
1: actually really enjoyable this time. I was like, oh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> oh my God. <gosh. laughs> but it's not even about like getting the nails done, it's about like having the feeling of having your nails done for the next uh-huh. three weeks. Uh huh. You it's know, it's like, oh,
0: I accomplished something massive. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah,
1: Like you feel more feminine, you feel Mm -hmm. more put together. Mm -hmm. There's just something about having your nails done.
0: Well, and especially when this is probably going to sound so superficial to everyone listening. So call me superficial. This already does sound superficial, so just own it. (laughs) Being on Instagram all the time and showing products and taking photos with people's products and talking with my hands and having nubs. I'm like iyi, <laughs> every time so when they're done I'm like okay now I feel like I'm actually like it's a part of <laughs> again whatever it's a part of product photography to an extent because yep. I'm like these people these businesses don't want my little nutty bitten off nails in their photos they don't. holding their products they don't, they don't want this they don't I want your nub.
1: I don't I Avery doesn't want Avery doesn't
0: want my nubs <laughs> 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 he was like starting to feel like I was uh making love to a man. And I was like, you hush. <laughs> and he only said that because I was like, I haven't gotten them done in like two months. And so he was like bantering back with me. He never actually said that like in an intimate moment, nobody so freak out. Um, but yeah, it was nice to be supported in you know my little self-care thing that yep. I do for myself. So I was like, yeah, you know what? It was like a man. You never want that again, do you? Yeah, you should always go get my nails done. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's been times where Patrick's like, you need a pedicure. <laughs> thank you. I have eight feet. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, it's so funny. Okay, so my heck yes is Patrick and I Go on dates like four times a week, if you like. I love that so much, <laughs> yeah. And even though we would love to have babies, you know, until then, we're just dating away, soaking up every minute we have together. And I understand why people in the secular world are like, yeah, we just you know want to enjoy like our twenties, you know. Like I, I understand why they say that because it is a lot of fun mm-hmm. <laughs> to not have responsibility, right? <laughs> right, right. No, I totally get it. I totally understand it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely a heck yes. Is just fully embracing the season we're in. Like I'm not wishing for. Yeah. That's like so good. You, you know, I'm not like wishing for something. I feel like so many times we're one, we're finally we're in a place, then we wish for the next thing. And then the next thing is yes. like never good enough. Yes. You know, I was there was a either it was a real or like a real audio or a quote or something that
0: I saw. And I'm, I'm not going to say it verbatim because I don't remember it verbatim, but it was about how people who find true happiness make it in front of them instead of planting it ahead of them. So like, Mm. instead of always looking for like, like I'll be happy when it would be so easy for us right now to be like, I'll be happy when all of our kids are the ages of like six and 15, instead of just being like, we're going to have a dance party right now with our crazy toddler and our one-year-old. And we're going to make happiness and joy right now, right here, right now. So that's what that made me think of. And I feel like people don't do
1: that enough. And then they're always looking for the next thing. Mm -hmm, Like jumping forward. Yeah. Yeah. So, and probably a big part of it is like I spend six months of the year wishing I'm in this spot. So true, <laughs> <laughs> true. Yours is a very unique seven
0: situation. Months. So you're like I have yeah. literally nothing to complain about or wish away at all. So <laughs>
1: yep, I'm like yeah, I, I dreamed about this every night for seven and a half months. Actually, yeah. not six months, seven and a half. So yeah, yeah, It'd be great. Fair and <laughs> valid. <laughs> What's your heck? No. Um. Okay. So we have mosquito problem in our house <gasps> in your yeah. in your house in our house yeah oh. I don't know why because all of our windows have screens on them and I've even checked like is there a hole in the screens like what's yeah. the issue but like only in our bedroom and mm. so we'll be asleep and all of a sudden you just hear buzzing no and so far Patrick's killed really four really big juicy ones that have like blood everywhere on the uh. wall I'm like oh that's our blood um and <laughs> He turned over this morning and he had eight bites on his back. Eight. No, 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 no. Yeah. Mm-mm. I was counting them. I can't. I know. I'm like, it's really annoying because it keeps waking me up. Like the mosquitoes yeah. keep waiting because it's like a oh, buzzing in your face, you know, and you put the covers over your head and then you mm-hmm. can't breathe in there. So it's a whole thing. <laughs> I'm like that's a, a heck no.
0: That's I a hate that. Heck that oh one, my gosh.
1: I- if God made one mistake, it was mosquitoes.
0: It was mosquitoes. Oh, a hundred percent. Every time between roughly November through, I mean, even right now in April, we're like, we could retire here. It's like really nice here. It's like freedom country. We could so retire here in Alabama. And then the mosquitoes show up in the summer and the humidity, and we're like, nope, nope, hate this hard pass. Yeah. Could not do this. I would much rather take the black widows out in California than the mosquitoes here. Sorry can't do it.
1: There's always <laughs> something, you know? Oh yeah.
0: There's always something. There's either Gavin Newsom or mosquitoes. What are you going to do? But yeah, it's
1: tough. <laughs> he's, worse <than> mosquito. <laughs> he's worse than mosquitoes. A hundred percent. He's <laughs> worse oh, than mosquitoes. That's my gosh. so funny. Oh my gosh.
0: Okay. Yeah. So what's your heck no? Oh, my heck no is just as consistent as the week before and the week before. It's just nausea. I just, you know, it's just, I mini throw up every time I take my juice plus because the capsules are weird. I mini throw up if the texture of something is weird. Uh, what did I have the other day? Oh, oh, I'll, I'll bounce between fried eggs and scrambled eggs because I need to make myself eat protein in the morning, but eventually I'll get sick of the texture of it. So then I'll switch to like a scrambled egg and then do I'll a sunny side up I'll- Meg.
1: A little runny, a little runny. Run. Oh, I
0: know. I do that too sometimes, but then I have to have some toast with it. And so it depends on whether or not we've got toast oh, with yeah. us.
1: Ugh,
0: nausea. Heck no. Nausea. That's
1: heck all. no. <laughs> just plan on Megan's heck no being that
0: for the rest of this pregnancy. For the entire pregnancy. Yeah. I'm just going to start telling myself that because I tell myself, oh, it's just after first trimester, I'll, then I'll be good. Well, I'm out of first trimester and um, I'm not good. So I'm just going to tell, tell myself, I'll remember it. I'm nauseous. Yeah. Thank you. I'll remember it for your, my, your, your fourth. My sweet body is like, oh, babies are so great. You just love pregnancy. You thrive in pregnancy. And then it freaks. me. Home birth, to tell home me. birth.
1: Oh, yeah. love a home birth.
0: Oh, can't wait for that. That's still valid. <laughs> Cece's like, no, no, I got to find something wrong with it.
1: <laughs> no, I'm happy you love it. Like that makes me really happy that it's everything you dreamed of and that you love it. Oh, thanks. Seriously, Dude. like it's not sarcasm at oh, all. Okay. Okay. I yeah. Was like, like I am really, I love that you love it so much and that you're passionate about it and that everything with Jeannie went the way it was supposed oh, to. Gosh, it same changed, here. like it changed your life, you know? Oh yeah, it changed our marriage too. I yeah. mean, gosh, I tell Avery
0: because we'll we'll be moving states to states for the next, you know, I don't know, 10-ish years of our marriage until we retire. And I was like, I hope you know if we ever ever have a hard time finding a home birth midwife. I will just fly back to Alabama
1: <laughs> and he's
0: our midwife here. He was like, babe, I'm like, I'm just talking hypothetically. I don't know. We, You never know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Um, I did have a wet in the dang heck moment this week. Okay. I went and got my nails done. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this girl was so quick. I had 20 to 30 minutes extra before I had to go back and awesome. like relieve our sitter. So I was like, I'm going to go by the church and just spend 20 to 30 minutes Sitting.
1: Dude, doing, I was like, I was just about to say, did you do a TJ Maxx run? Target no, run? Nope. <laughs> she goes, I went to church. <laughs> because because when,
0: so Avery and I had a meeting with like fully county department or whatever yesterday. And I didn't know how long it would last. So I scheduled our sitter till like 1230. The appointment was at 10. We were done at 1040. So I dropped Avery back off at home. And I had originally told myself, Jesus. I need to spend time with Jesus. Cause I need to do that once a week where I just go to the church yeah. and spend 30 to 60 minutes undisturbed with Jesus. And then I was like, well, I have an hour and a half and I was going to do my nails on the weekend, but Avery really needs to do the breaks. So I feel like I could do both of them. And I feel like God also understands that I have not done anything for myself at all in a really long time. And father Peyton and I've talked about this in spiritual direction where like, God does delight in this stuff for us. So this isn't like yeah. one or the other kind of thing. So I went and got my nails done. And then of course, like God is, He made it happen real quick and made time for him still. So I was like, I ah, gotta go spend time with Jesus now. Like I, I committed to that. And so yep. I walked in, I sat down, pulled out my journal, 30 older people walk in. And I was like, what is happening? Like like third, like just a second later. Yeah, literally a second later. There was no one in the chapel when I walked in. And then they start doing a wedding. Like not the whole wedding mass, but just like the wedding, I don't even know what you call that. Just the wedding service. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was really cute and really intimate and just like adorable. Cause it was literally this couple who was probably in their 60s, um, getting married for the first time. And I was just, it was so cute. But I was like, this is not really undisturbed quiet time. Cause I was like, blows
1: my mind (laughs) that your church doesn't have an adoration chapel. Well, we do next to campus so it's Um, like it's like separate
0: yeah and it's almost I think it might be perpetual adoration actually because some of our sitters have always talked about like if I can get someone to cover that spot I can you know babysit for me here I am taking people from adoration right um but (laughs) yeah so it was like cute and I was like this is adorable but also I went in thinking I'm gonna shut my mouth I'm just gonna listen to what God has to tell me and obviously (laughs) I could not listen or focus on oh what God had to tell me because yep. there's a wedding going on. So I was like, all right, all
2: right I'll well, wrap it
0: up. We're going to yep. wrap this up. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, that's so funny.
1: Okay. Yeah. I have like a kind of like a random heck yes, a little bit. Okay. Um, in addition is this won't stay political for very long, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> so i there's a candidate that's running for the primaries um mm-hmm. that's named vivek ramaswamy okay. and he is my number one except for that he hasn't come out officially on his stance on abortion yet so i'm waiting for that okay but he is awesome he's Hindu. He is like son of an immigrant, you know, checks all the boxes, you know, all the things, um, all the things that culture wants to see, right. You know? right. Um, but he is awesome. Candace Owens did a two-part interview with him. Um, it's on her podcast. This was maybe like the first one, maybe three weeks ago. The second one was last week. And then I've just been following and seeing what he's been doing, but, the thing I love about him. So he's a businessman um, mm-hmm. in the sense of like tech startups, like multi-billionaire, like he's literally funded this campaign campaign. I think he said um, eight figures <laughs> by himself. It was either seven or eight figures by himself oh My God, and just funded this campaign because he was like, I don't want my base telling me base, meaning like donors yeah, influencing what I have to do, you good know? for him. Because I admire that. Like, Yeah. He's like, you know, DeSantis, he takes a while to respond to things, which I agree, but it's because he needs to double check with the people that are paying his bills, you know? And it's not that he's officially running yet DeSantis, but that's the thing with him. But with Vivek, he is new. He has nothing to lose. He's multi-billionaire. He's like, I I have like I don't have a reputation on the line. It's not like I'm still governor or I'm trying to do polit, you know, right. run for Senate or whatever. Like I I it, this is because I want to actually do this. It's not for like any sort of make me look good career or goal, yeah, yeah, career goals that he's been working towards. Huh. Like he's, you know, build and built and sold the companies that he wants to do and he'll continue to do it for the right. rest of his life. I'm sure. How do you? Spell his name Vivek V I V E K and then Rama R A M A Swami S W A M Y. Yeah, Vivek Rama Swami. Okay. Oh yeah, Vivek, Ramaswami. He's like two kids. He went to a Catholic school in Ohio. Um, like growing Good up, him. they're so cute. His family's so cute.
0: Yeah, he has two okay, kids. Okay, I've here. literally never yeah. even heard of him.
1: I I know that's what I'm saying. Like, he's really awesome. If you just listen to his interviews, he's really well spoken. Now it totally sounds like he's, yeah, he's really young. Wow. How refreshing would that be? Right? I know exactly. And his like foreign policy is really great. He's done business with China. He understands all of that. Like right. he's actually had businesses that are within working, working yeah. with China, you know. um, and so he's so well-rounded and it's just oh. a very refreshing, good, careless view in that sense, like not yeah. caring about how he looks, but caring about what's best for the country right um, So yeah, I'm still waiting to hear about obviously the abortion F- thing, yeah, yeah, I That's mean, a, kind of a deal breaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's awesome. So totally recommend just you. This is not him. sponsored, but. <laughs> I know. But, you know, if he comes out to be a bad person, don't blame me. I'm just saying reporting but on what I know. That's what I've seen. And I really enjoy. I really enjoy him. So, yeah,
0: I need yeah. to like watch some videos and stuff. I've literally never heard of him. So thanks for bringing him up.
1: Yeah. Someone to look out for. So, yeah kind of fun to have some new people in the scene right it is besides like especially Kelly, who's been working for this her whole life and Trump yeah and <laughs> Nikki Haley and yeah. yeah yeah
0: I was gonna say people talk about all the time we need younger people we need people who aren't haven't been doing this for a
1: career we need okay where well, you go
0: hmm.
1: Like okay exactly. <laughs> exactly I'm like he's putting his money where his mouth is time yeah for- voters to put their vote or their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. True. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. He would be as of right now, if anyone was wondering, he would be my choice for the primary. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone couldn't tell (laughs) the abortion (laughs) statement pending. Yes. Pending. So we'll see. Um, but yeah. Okay. So you want to just like give a brief summary of what we're going to talk about today?
0: Yeah. So we were going to talk about, and you probably already could tell by the topic of or the title of this podcast, but we're going to talk about beauty for the sake of beauty. Like why beauty is important and why Mm -hmm. it's not something that should just be dismissed as vain or superficial. And I've talked about this a handful of times on my social media because it's come up. I feel like it's reared its head much more prominently since becoming a mom where it's like beauty is just so quickly dismissed or excused or um, almost kind of like shot down because it's like, well, mm-hmm. it must not be legit. Like it must not be her home's it's only faking. pretty because she has a maid or her, she's not loving her kids well enough, or, you know, just, it's just taken, I don't know. It kind of takes a hit. Beauty takes a mm-hmm. fat hit when you become a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've talked about it some on my stories and on my Instagram and I get very mixed responses, but I felt like the pod was an easy way to kind of go in depth on it and see mm-hmm. it beyond just the motherhood lens that I'm viewing it through right now and just in general, why beauty, especially with us being women, is really important and necessary. Yep. Also, especially as Christians and Catholic Christians, that mm-hmm. being the thing. So before no, we're so done, excited to dive yeah. into it. Yeah. Well, and I like wrote down all these notes and stuff and I'll share them as we go. But I was like, I just know Cece and I are going to banter on this topic. And it's going to be so good for some people. And then I'm sure some people will have issues with it. Like there always is. Um, But before we jump in, speaking of being good, faithful Catholics, everything Catholic. um, And beauty. (laughs) And beauty. Oh, literally. Oh my gosh. Wow. This could not be a better sponsor for this podcast. I'm sitting here looking at my Pieta statue next to my little terracotta vase with my baby's breath in it and gold frame and it's just an aesthetic like in and of itself just sitting here (laughs) because their statue is so it's just it's white it's like the perfect size where you can focus on the details and it's not like itty bitty and tiny but it's also not massive and it's just it's so timeless and it's so elegant and it can go with so many different like home decor Mm -hmm. aesthetics.
1: Like it can be a shabby chic. It can be a minimalistic. It can be, yeah, it's giving me vintage farmhouse, like whatever you want, you could fit
0: Mm -hmm. this into your home. Um, and it's such a beautiful reminder for us as moms. I've talked about this as well on my Instagram, the focus on detachment that our children are not our own and they are the Lord's first and how, even when Mary was like, I can't even imagine just so in pain over watching her, hus- or her husband, oh my gosh, her son's dead and holding him just dead and wounded and bruised, but she's still not even clutching him to herself. She's still holding him up into the world because mm-hmm. she knows that that is not her son first, it is God's. And it just this statue is everything. This is my, probably my favorite home decor statue that I have. That's faith-based and I got yeah. it at everything Catholic. So check them out. Use code HECK, all caps H-E-C-K for 15% off the entire purchase. Um, and all the links
1: to them are in our show notes. Yeah. I can't even think of like statues and like that come to mind that would even really be appropriate that aren't religious. I mean, True. I feel like at like you know, places I would see a yeah. Buddha statue and like the random. Well, I guess there could I'm be some of- like very artistic stuff, but yeah,
0: like I guess I was thinking the- of like architectural looking yeah. mm-hmm. things that you see at TJ Maxx or whatever, abstract. Or, like- an elephant. I don't know why yes. that comes to mind, but There's that was so like many thing. elephants
1: at like Ross. You know? Yes. And like, like, why? why?
0: <laughs> Who has these all over their home? I need to know. Is this like, hi, what's going
1: on in the kitchens
0: oh. of our oh my parents? Gosh.
1: Like, I don't understand the 2023 20, roosters. roosters. <laughs> yeah. Why did uh. all of our parents have like carrots and roosters and hanging yeah. everywhere? And
0: like a farm. Like the kitchen was red yeah. with roosters yeah. in it. Yeah.
1: Like red, green, and orange. Mm hmm. I don't know. And then those, and then those vases with like the floating peppers. Yep. I'm like, so those aren't for use. No, no, (laughs) they're there to float. They're there to float. We're gonna keep them floating (laughs) forever. (laughs) That's that that ain't beauty. That
0: (laughs) ain't beauty for the sake of beauty. That's tacky. Um, That's floating peppers for the sake
1: of floating peppers. (laughs) Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. I don't know i'm just saying that <laughs> feels like a stretch it's uh absolutely
0: not <laughs> oh my gosh okay so i felt like the best way to start this was to share a quote from elizabeth Elliot that literally sums up all of my thoughts on this wait so who she, is why do i not
2: know who that is oh um, i also don't know who that is that's just who oh <laughs>
1: Oh, I thought it was like a a person, like the she's, person.
0: Oh, oh no, she's just a missionary and an author and speaker. Oh, okay, okay. Um, apparently, she got dementia. Anyways, cut this out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Can I please keep that in? You keep it, but don't keep. I feel like it's so insensitive of us to be laughing over this.
0: Sorry, because her quote is phenomenal. Okay, so she's. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not laughing at her just I don't situation know.
0: yeah Meghan... she's got books on um passion and purity let me be a woman suffering she's is Catholic? never for nothing she's a christian author and speaker um okay. and she was a missionary and so, anyways, a lot of enough her- about Elizabeth.
1: Sorry, yeah. we just
0: like this is her quote. quote. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way you keep your house, the way you organize your time, the care you take in your personal appearance, and the things you spend your money on all speak loudly about what you believe. The beauty of thy peace shines forth in an ordered life. A disordered life speaks loudly of disorder in the soul.
1: Mm. I was
2: like,
0: yes,
1: yes, because yeah. the physical is always a representation of the internal. So Mm -hmm. even if I feel like I'm unsettled about something, there's going to be a room in the house, like my work is going to be cluttered everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it just outwardly is expressed, just like she's saying a disordered life speaks loudly of the disorder in the soul.
0: Oh, totally. And as I read that, I was like, it's interesting because my worst days, as far as temper, language, patience, whatever, as a mother- are the days when my life is not ordered. My, my home is not ordered. My Mm -hmm. time is not structured. I've like wasted time. I've gotten out of routine. I've laid in bed for too long instead of getting up and getting ready for the day. And then it's like a trickle effect outwardly on my home, my children and my husband. And it's all my own doing. It's all a reflection of my interior decisions and structure and order. Um, yeah, and I'm like, that totally checks out. That's so valid. And I feel like that's the whole thing that's missed when talking about beauty is that it's just this external thing that's frivolous where it's like, no, it's a very real um depiction of what is important in that person's life and how ordered almost their life is. Mm-hmm. Like when, when you the Sistine Chapel, I just think of, like that place is visited by thousands and thousands of tourists every year and is the home of like the heart of the catholic church in a physical sense here on earth and it is absolutely beautiful and if we were going to dismiss beauty across the board then you would have to dismiss that and say that that's irrelevant and we don't need a beautiful heart and home here physically on earth to order our church structure and to order the way we view our faith and god and whatnot and i just feel like that is like, just imagine if, if the world was sterile and like concrete and gray, it would be really hard to experience any sort of meaning or desire for like intimacy yeah. or growth or anything. Cause you're just like, everything's just blech.
3: Mm-hmm. So I, and I like
1: just, even I back to the Sistine Chapel, um, I mean, any, any church that was not <laughs> built post-Vatican II. um, <laughs>
0: is it beautiful is probably it's right? probably in europe somewhere
1: yeah like there's so mm-hmm. many churches that don't even look like catholic lives there yeah. um just catholic churches that even such a catholic. struggle yeah catholicism exists there. Mm-hmm. like there's no statues it's just like cold and sterile you know, like spaceshipy um <laughs> but the whole point of a beautiful altarpiece is that it brings your eyes higher and it brings mm-hmm. your eyes to a divine space, meaning like higher, higher up into the ceiling and like higher up into the heavens and that it just brings your mind and your gaze higher and beauty. And I almost have a hard time with like beauty for the sake of beauty. Cause I'm like, no, it's actually beauty for the sake of like, Oh yeah. A full life. Yes. You know?
0: Yes. I, it's the whole good, true and beautiful. Okay. So you have the good and true, but how are you going to find the good and true? What's going to inspire you to seek out the good and true or to know the good and true? If for you women,
1: have... I think for the most part, it's beauty. That's like totally, you. but I think in general, I think in general it is because I know if Avery
0: were to go his whole, say, say Avery was like, had never been taught about God or anything.
1: Mm-hmm. and had
0: never like known about God and then he walked into the Sistine Chapel or just the amount of people that probably walk into the Sistine Chapel and all of a sudden they're directed upward and they're kind yeah, of your inspired. neck hurts your they're, neck yeah, literally, it hurts. literally breaks um or and you just start to wonder and you think and something stirs inside of you that's like this is like otherworldly almost mm-hmm. and this is like that's beauty you couldn't You can't just like nudge someone into that. They have to stumble upon it and gaze upon it themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's not even beauty for the sake of beauty almost feels like so lame, but it's like, okay, if we're going to dismiss it so much, because that's what I've seen so often, especially in motherhood. That's what people say. Yeah. That's what they say. I'm like, you know what? Let's just talk about it then. Beauty for the sake of beauty. Just, just, just to make something beautiful. Why, why is that important? Why is that necessary? And it's exactly what you're saying. Okay, When this is like
1: a side note. Um, When I was in the Sistine Chapel, like two falls ago, all I can remember, honestly, is the guards just yelling at people, no, but (laughs) the, no, but. (laughs) <laughs> no, but, uh, Did they really like, yell that? I went when yeah, I was like 10. Everywhere, so everyone, just like in their Italian accent, like trying to speak, no but the uh, like every <laughs> I mean every second, like you couldn't like, even shut up. Scream, okay, no, but, uh, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> um <laughs> I can't even enjoy oh. this they're screaming in my ear. And it's like over a loudspeaker. Oh gosh, that's so irritating. Yeah, I'm like, how about no talking?
2: How about about that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And they'll be like, like they'll call people out, like in the corner, no foot though. (laughs) Like they will literally call you out. Um, Oh my gosh. So yeah, total side note. Yeah, that kind of
0: takes away from the beauty of it. I know, I know,
1: (laughs) and I kind of had a thought along the line of yeah, like beauty for this. It's almost like beauty for the sake of sanity. It feels like sometimes for me, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And men, I think more men think it's beauty for the sake of beauty. Mm -hmm. Um, not generalizing. It's just even men that come to the church, they come through truth first. Like that's what they look at. Um, but for me, it's like beauty for the sake of productivity, for the sake of focus, for the sake of, um, I don't, I wrote a word, but it, but it auto-corrected into abortion and it's, that's not, <laughs> that's not it. word. <laughs> I, I must have spelled something wrong and, admiration. Sorry. Inspiration. Uh, I mean, my thought is inspiration and yeah, meaning. inspiration. That's what it would be. Yeah. Okay. Beauty for the sake of like productivity, for, oh, ambition. Oh my gosh. Oh for the sake okay. of ambition. Because um, it's kind of like why the word aesthetic exists and why it's so popular. For instance, like I go work in a coffee shop whose beauty is appealing to me. I want to look at their Instagram and look at the vibe of the coffee shop. Yes, because good coffee is important, but I choose it because that atmosphere i could argue is actually more important than the product they are giving me because yes. the atmosphere is the product
0: yes and you know when you're going to go to a cute coffee shop you're going to get work done yes versus sitting in a mcdonald's lobby it's not mm-hmm. going to have the same or <laughs> even like sitting in my living
1: room sometimes
0: yes. you know yeah yep totally you need to change of scenery um yep. that's kind of I was talking to, we had a couple friends here over for, it was like, it was guys over for cigars and charcuterie board. And so it got to the point where- Wait, you made guys a charcuterie board?
1: Yeah. And they loved it. They ate the whole thing and asked for
0: seconds. Um, But yes, I took the time to make a beautiful charcuterie board for these men. Um, And it ended up with just, it was just one guy at the end and Avery and I, and he was asking about motherhood. And what one of the hardest parts about becoming a mom has been our transition because we're not far apart in age from this guy. Um, we're just much further into marriage and ch- parenting. And I told him, I said, the hardest part is that if you want to call someone higher or you have a standard of excellence, you're either told that that is unrealistic. And that you only have it because of X, Y, Z. And it's not because it's important to you and you make it a priority and you sacrifice things for it. And then when you want to call people out, you're told that that is, um, like that you're being mean, that you're not being gracious. So like, if I were to tell, like a mom tells me, a mom comes to me, let's just set up an example here. A mom
1: comes to me. But a very me, real example. A very that's real example. probably
0: happened. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and a mom comes to me. She's got two kids. She's in this very similar life as me. She is just exhausted. She feels like her mind is going crazy. She feels like her house is going crazy. This is not how she imagined motherhood. She just doesn't have any time for herself. And she's just like sweatpants and t-shirt every single day, messy bun, surviving. She's just in full survival mode. And she's just coming to me and we're talking about motherhood and how hard it is and all these things and we're relating on a lot of it. And then if I were to tell her, hey, what if you sat down with your husband, you talked about your your load of your mental load, your physical load, as far as work goes and everything and his, and you established some sort of routine and you made your bed every single morning. You got up 10 minutes before the kids every single morning to put some makeup on, to do your hair and something other than a messy bun to maybe throw on something other than a t-shirt or sweatpants
2: mm-hmm. and I'm saying this
0: to you as I'm recording this in a cute a very cute velour white pair of sweatpants but still sweatpants um and if I were to say all of this stuff to her she'd be like that's impractical that's not going to do anything you're not even listening to me you don't even understand like what I you're need you're putting more
1: work on my plate. yes you're putting
0: more work on my plate insensitive whatnot. yes yes and it's like but what if it actually did help because it what does if you're wrong.
1: I love what, that. Question. Yeah. But
0: what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong and like, is, is this, how could it change your life so bad that you're willing to give something else a shot or that you're willing to almost in a sense, are you willing? Because moms have every excuse under the sun. I mean, really, and they're valid. Like we could just be mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I'm up three times a night, every night. And I've been doing that for three years. Okay. I'm exhausted totally valid, totally Mm -hmm. valid. But are you going to just continue to make that excuse over and over and over again for everything ever? Or are you willing to say, you know what? I'm sick of this. I deserve better. My children deserve better. My house and my husband deserve better. I'm going to try something different. I'm going to like, I'm going to commit to this for a week or something and see if it, see if it affects your mood, see if it affects your overall productivity. It's not going to hurt to try besides it might hurt your pride. It might hurt your pride a little, but we we talk about that on here all the time. You don't necessarily have to pray the litany of humility to experience humility. Um, <laughs> and see if maybe for a second that it actually opens up brain space and actual time in your day when you focus on establishing a routine that involves beauty in it and how it affects your children and your husband and your marriage, and like all these things that are supposed to be very life-giving, but right now feel very, very draining. um. I don't know. It's just, it's that's the hardest part of being a mom, especially a mom from the Catholic realm. Cause I feel like Catholic, the Catholic faith in general, has always had a very universal and well known appreciation for beauty. Jordan mm-hmm. Peterson talks about it all the time.
1: Um, By the way, Jordan Peterson was spotted at a Latin mass I like know. the other day. I know. Enoch, did he send you that photo?
0: Who? Enoch? Who sent you that? Or how'd you find out about that? I just saw it on social media. Somewhere. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I know. I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so Catholic. Oh, uh, <laughs> I think his wife's Catholic though. So I think she is. Cause she's been taught. She's talked about the rosary before. Mm-hmm. Anyways, they talk about the beauty of the Catholic church and art and all of that stuff. And so I feel like their that's home a-
1: is filled with a lot of
0: yes. art. Yes. Yeah. And, um, so I feel like it's fair to say that the Catholic Church specifically holds an importance on beauty. So that has absolutely been the hardest part in becoming a mom and having that love and appreciation for beauty and keeping it, even as becoming a mom and then just being told that that's a waste of time, that's a waste of money, that's frivolous, hanging curtains, that's frivolous, that's unnecessary, mm-hmm. that's whatever. You already have shades. You already why? have shades. Why do you need that? Yeah. Why do you? Why do you need? any any of the stuff in your home that's nice or pretty. Why do you need it? What's the point of it? And it's like, oh man, if you only knew that it goes so much deeper than
1: a pretty and looking a man picture. will appreciate it. He might not be able to verbalize it, but there's times often where Patrick will sit down on the couch. He'd be like, I'm so grateful that you decorated this space, even though you're never, we're never really here, yeah. like your home in Japan. And we can't really get any, like, it's really hard to find stuff here in Japan that's even part your style. Yeah. He's like, but you make it work, and I really enjoy sitting in this space. And yes, it makes a difference because I enjoy sitting in the space with you, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's funny because that, that what in the dang heck moment that I shared, something stuck out to me in the nuptial blessing. There's like a couple different phrases or like iterations of it that yes. you can do, but they said that so this was like in direction to the wife the new wife graciously crown with your blessings your daughter name of the daughter so that by being a good wife and mother she may bring warmth to her home with a love that is pure and adorn it with welcoming graciousness and i caught warmth and i caught adorn and i was like we as women have such an intimate closeness to beauty mm-hmm. that i don't think we acknowledge or even know let alone fully embrace or employ and advantage of. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But I think that's exactly what Patrick and Avery said, similar comments a couple of times. Like I just love that you made this house a home or I love that you like got X, Y, Z for the house. And every time I'm always kind of like, Oh, I'm so used to being told that it's a waste of money. So like, thank you for
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) admiring
0: that because it's a different level where it's a sense of warmth and it's a sense of like oasis and, Um, a sense of like, they are worthy of being in a home that is beautiful or comfortable or warm and inviting. And we make that, we establish that tone for them in our homes as their wives. And same thing for when we become mothers, we establish that tone in our homes for our children. Is it cluttered and chaotic and messy or is it ordered and beautiful and practical and all these other things? Mm -hmm. Because it like like Elizabeth Elliot said, it speaks loudly about what you believe in. And that your peace will shine through in an ordered life. So I don't know. I do think about
1: the days where I have laundry hanging out that I need to do (laughs) and where the kitchen is messy because I need to do dishes And all these different things. And I it takes me forever to get dressed those days because Mm -hmm. it's like to do. Like I don't want to get you don't know where to start. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like everything feels like a mountain to get done. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a con it just invokes immediate laziness in me. If I walk down and I'm like, yeah, frick. Patrick left at 5 a.m. Obviously, he didn't have time to do the dishes. I have why do I, widen? why do I have so much, why? Uh-huh. Yep. And then it's I like know. four o'clock and I'm still in like sweatpants, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah. And there's probably still a laundry basket out that yep. hasn't been put away at the very least, but may not even have gotten folded. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And I've, Avery and I noticed that if we leave the kitchen, cause there are some nights where it's just, we put the girls to bed and then he and I both have work calls or something. And then it's nine o'clock or 10 o'clock and we go downstairs and the house is still a mess from dinner. hmm And we'll just say, we'll get it in the next morning. That without fail always sets us up for failure the next day. He wakes up and that's the first thing he sees early in the morning. And then he tries to make his breakfast around it. And then I wake up at the same time as the girls, almost always, almost always. I don't wake up early on those days. It's because I know those dishes are down there waiting for me. So then I sleep in and I wake up at the same time as the girls. I don't get ahead of the day and we all walk down to chaos. It's the first thing we see and experience especially in an it's open chaos. floor plan. You can't, you can't run from it. It's not just a different room. It's like, no, no, no. You want to play in, in the living room? Those dishes are in the corner of your eye. <laughs> um, yep. so yeah. And it's something we're very, very, um, almost like set in stone on now. We do not go to bed unless downstairs is clean.
1: Mm-hmm. doesn't matter
0: how late it is because that will set the tone for the next 24 hours which is much more prevalent than the extra 30 minutes it
1: takes to maybe deep clean it downstairs real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. The- oh, the dishes in the sink. It is something right. we try not to do. But when we don't do it, I know that I'm mm-hmm. probably not going to do it until 4 p.m. tomorrow when I know Patrick's on his way home.
0: Yeah, because you've already made the excuse to not do them. And so then you're like, well, then I might as well just wait till the end of the day when I've put more dirty dishes in there. So then I just do them all at once. Like you come up with like yep. rational reasons mm-hmm. to continue to prolong it. Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, it is just self-sabotage
2: the whole time. And isn't it
1: weird how you can sleep better if you get into like sheets that are nicely um, tucked in Mm -hmm. and everything? Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. Versus if you get into, I know it's really interesting. Um, No, if you get into a bed that hasn't been made, I always feel like they're sandy. For some reason, I'm always like, these are gross. These are like crummy and sandy and I can feel every little like speck of dirt. I want it to feel sheets. like
1: sleek and organized yes. over my feet, you know? Yes.
0: And I want to feel like it's the first time getting into this bed. Even if it's not fresh made sheets, it feels like it because this bed is nicely made yeah. and tucked in and
1: tight and nice. And it's can just I just a- say that like, I've it really is. had to work on this with Patrick because he, as a single man, just had like a cover sheet for his mattress, like the stretchy one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's called. Fitted um, sheet. Yeah. Fitted sheet. And then he'd just use a blanket. Like he would <gasps> never use like sheets in a comforter sheet, and he wouldn't tuck anything in either. Oh my gosh. And so he just like uses a blanket. Like you're like, you're, I don't know, camping. camping. Yeah. Like you're sleeping on a couch, you know, <laughs> I'm like this, no one, th- there's a reason you're doing it wrong. Like you're yeah. doing it wrong. <laughs> this is not right. There's a reason why there's a thin sheet and then you put the blanket and then you put a comforter. Okay. And if you can't handle that, you take the blanket out and you use a thin sheet and a comforter. Like and that's it. Yeah. That that's it. That's how it goes. That's how the sandwich is made. And if you don't like <laughs> it like that, we're gonna have to really figure this out because <laughs> this is the this is the way it's done. <laughs> so
0: was it like he would sleep with his blanket? For the first half of marriage, while you slept with your comforter and sheet,
1: or like how what? No, I got the top, the thin sheet, and then we had the blanket, but his side wouldn't be tucked in. Mm. So, as it happened, the whole thing would would float over over to his side and fall over to his side, and I would be freezing. Yeah, Um, I'm like, this was why we gotta tuck it in. Mm. Wake up at like 3 (laughs) a.m. Can you? Yeah. I'm like, hey, and then in the morning I'm like, hey, remember I woke you up. It's because we didn't tuck the sheets in. Like that could have been avoidable.
0: I'm just saying,
1: <laughs> <I'm> So bad. <laughs> now we're tucking now. We're at the point where the sheets do get tucked in, but I kind of like lift it up more on his side so his feet don't feel like they're squished or anything. That's very sweet of you. Yeah. That's com- compromise. Good job, That's guys. <laughs> I'm like, can we there's a reason why this is in every single sheet pack that ever existed. They give you this because mm-hmm. you're supposed to use it.
0: Yeah my apparently my mother-in-law would get those did you ever have like the character flannel sheets as a kid growing up never only light pink light pink and white checkered ralph lauren sheets perfect okay i can picture it now um (laughs) avery and i both had flannel yeah like flannel um sheets growing up and they were characters so only one side of them was like the flannel with the character the other underbelly part was just like white kind of color and so my mother-in-law, Avery's mom, apparently would put them so that the flannel part is face down on the mattress, and then yeah. when you fold it back up over, you can see the characters.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how the sheets are. Yeah, totally. That's so funny to me. I've never thought twice about which,
0: because
1: I mean, I don't use flannel sheets now,
0: so I just use yeah. regular sheets. Where, but both like sides a lot of sheets, the same. if they
1: have like a print a sheen on them or anything, yeah, yeah, there's always a side, or it has like a ribbon, almost like a number. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I know what you're talking so, about. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we were always taught how to do it too. I that's mean, it so makes funny. sense. I did. We were just always taught the
0: whole, everything needs to be tucked in so tight that you could bounce a penny on it. Oh, cause it's military. The, that was the air force officer and my dad. So yes. Yeah. And you could have one stuffed animal on your bed. One, one. You had one. more than one. That black trash bag was coming out, baby. <laughs> you can have, pick one. Yeah. He's yeah. taught decision-making from, from birth uh-huh and then your drawers had to be able to open and close if they couldn't you had that black trash bag was coming back out too so yeah i mean and but wow. i think this is important because it, maybe it was extreme you could say it was extreme you could argue that that's fine but i think it was important to know the the weight of order and the weight mm-hmm. of starting your day with order and discipline and which at the time felt like chores or extreme or like mm-hmm. this is this is ridiculous but now it adds so much to our home and in like my discipline in getting things done so that our normal isn't that there's piles of laundry that always have to get done. There's always dishes piling up in the sink. Mm-hmm. Like um, I, my brain can't imagine living in that constantly, right? It's and, chaos. And it, right. But it doesn't make us OCD either where we don't have time for anyone else and messes freak us out. It's just a level of discipline and order. It's part of the that life. That you routinely, yeah, you just
1: routinely do throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I love that. Well, speaking of beauty, still, mm-hmm. um, Pietro Papery,
3: they oh are gosh.
1: awesome. I mean, go to their website. It's linked, go to their yeah. Instagram. It's also linked. Just drool I mean,
0: the talk whole about time. aesthetic.
1: Yeah, beautiful. literally everything's beautiful and they are coming out with, so they have wax seals that you can buy that are already waxed up. If that makes sense, <laughs> like you don't They're have pre-made. pre-made, you just pull. a sticker Yeah. There we off. Go. yeah. Yeah. Um, waxed up. <laughs> they're already waxed up, but they just came out with the news that they're coming out with an actual wax seal stamp, specifically like a Catholic wax seal. Yeah. I'm so excited. There's something so special about getting a letter in the mail, but then add a wax seal on it. It's even more personalized. That's
3: and it's experience- not a video- it's the-
1: it's the coffee shop atmosphere you're talking about. Yes. It's the whole atmosphere. It's the whole experience. Uh-huh. Yes. It makes all the difference. Like what's more fun even for you, the writer, writing it on, uh, you know, blank, you know, 11, what is it? 11 by eight and a half sheet of paper. Yeah. And shoving yeah. it in a white envelope and sending it off and, you know, giving it a big slurp on the seal it up. <laughs> Or what's better is like using beautiful stationery with a beautiful little light pink gel pen and oh sealing it up with a Catholic wax seal. Like, yeah. come on. And some people have like, oh, so much work. I'm like, it's literally just an extra stamp. Put two stamps on. You're good yep. to go. That's mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's amazing. And you guys need to check it out. They're going to be coming out soon, but you can already get their pre-made wax seals, which... Honestly, I wish I would have known about for my wedding because I did wax seals and it took like a good two days to make all those seals.
3: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, but check them out. Heck yes, 15, all caps. Heck yes, 15 to get 15% off your purchase at Paper Papery. Everything's linked in our show notes. Yay. So love, you have anything love, love. else to wrap up, beauty? I
0: don't think so. I mean, I'll always continue to talk about it. I think we both will. Um, And I feel like we can definitely jump into voicemails now. Do we have any? Cool. Oh, oh, do
1: we have some? Yes. Do we have some? (laughs) We have a lot of voicemails, actually. It's the problem of choosing what's going to be best. Um, Okay. So this one is just hilarious because it goes off of two podcasts ago.
2: Okay. Hi, Cecilia and
3: Megan. This is Mary from Rixieville. Um, This is super random, but there actually is a more redneck way to cycle your fish tank and it's to pee in it every day. I don't know this from experience, but I know this from hearsay because you need the ammonia. So as redneck as you think that is, Megan, there's actually a There's a more extreme way. Maybe that's what they do in Florida. I don't know. But um, the proper way to cycle your tank, though, you know, besides the, the fish that you used, would be if you're adding a teaspoon of ammonia every day for six weeks, and then before you put the fish in, take out half the water, and then your tank will be ready for fish. Don't pee in the tank. All
2: right. Bye, ladies.
0: Wait. So is she saying my husband could just start peeing in the tank and our cycle would be good for the tank?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, here's the thing. Otherwise you have to put a teaspoon, she said, of ammonia in for six I think, weeks. I think that's what we're doing me?
0: right now, but we're doing it with fish already in the tank and they're dying. So
1: that checks out. I can't even remember to take a vitamin for six weeks straight. <laughs> now I have to feed a empty empty tank full of okay. water for fish that are going to die in two days. Oh, who? Do- I'm sorry. Why is this a thing? <laughs>
0: so Cece's gonna pop a squat over her fish tank someday I'm just actually, not gonna do the fish tank because they die. true true true. that's true but you understand how ADHD works so you understand that this is a train he is on I just have a feeling my husband's gonna take this advice and run with it so thank you for calling in
1: I just sent him the info via text message <laughs> just go ahead and pop a squat You'll begin. yeah so how many fish have died since so we've had We had seven
0: and a snail. We have two and a snail now.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
1: But let me tell you...
2: let me tell you there's is no, more lack- no more words no more words are needed no,
0: it's not for lack of effort that poor guy is out there every day checking the levels and like filtering the water and cycling it and putting it doesn't matter in. how
1: good fish parents oh you are oh my fish. gosh I'm, fish.
0: I'm like so far removed from this the only thing i i've always said goldfish because they are so easy and you don't have to do all this crap they, they like, they're fine. You don't need to do all of this. They can live in a bag, but he, I, they literally can live in a glass bowl you get from the thrift store. Okay. Um, and Avery's just like, I don't like goldfish. So he has chosen this, this road life. for himself. He's trying yes. the fish,
1: chosen the fish life.
0: Yes. And I, I said goldfish and I still say goldfish and he still says no. So we now have two fish and one snail. But I told him he could pee in his tank. So maybe that'll save the fish. I don't know. We'll see. To be continued. Come back next week, guys. (laughs) Wow,
3: wow,
1: wow, wow, wow. Here's one. Yeah, okay. It's marriage advice. So yeah, let's see. Oh, also I wanted to start off for reference. She had called in with a longer voicemail and then called back with a shorter one. But she said in the previous voicemail that, They've been eight months married and they dated for 10 years. So okay, that's the like precursor to this voicemail.
3: I think my biggest thing is because we've been together for 10 years and we're, you know, abstaining from sex till we were married for literally 10 years of our life um, being together. It's kind of like, it's hard for me to adjust to like, wanting to feel like sexy and if that's okay or whatever or I guess that whole like desirable mentality is just very foreign to me and I think it's also foreign to him and we I don't know it's just it's something that we're navigating and I think we're both navigating it kind of like internally in some ways I mean I'm not like we went 10 years it's not like something that um needs to happen literally every night or anything like that but I think it's just the comfortability with like we are so used to like when we did meet up in the past it's just being like a date and now like we're always around each other and it's more relaxed and we're just kind of like like I was mentioning tired at the end of the night and we come home to just relax and have our quiet time and have it our alone time away from all the chaos of work and friends and putting our you know I guess, super high-energy personality out in the world. When we come home, it's kind of like a quiet sanctuary. And so I think just kind of missing the moments where we would put forth all of that effort towards each other when we would go on these dates and then would be able to go and leave each other for a little bit, go home, regroup, then come back fulfilled and, like, super energized to see the other person. We also did long-distance for five years. So it's just a lot of shifts within our relationship and then getting to marriage and having the build up of, you know, all of that. Oh my gosh, we have this many years before like you're out of school and we can be together and we can get married. And now that we're married and we're living together, all we want to do is just like chill. And I don't know if that's just the season we're in because We just feel so much comfort in being in each other's company and being quiet and not feeling like we need to put on an act or whatever. But I just want to know your advice on this topic in general, because I think it's kind of unique and not something that's talked about so much within like the Catholic and marriage community, like getting used to like married life, especially if you met very young in life. So I'm just, I'm very curious to know your thoughts and thanks so much for your podcast. Love it. Megan you can go ahead.
0: Um, Well I think this is part of the maybe the negative of dating young and dating for that long of a period of time Um, because this is one of those things that will naturally come up because you get I mean I don't want to trump Mm -hmm. your thoughts because you wrote thoughts on it too but you get stuck in a in a brain space where sex is bad sex is wrong sex is not okay And so you almost like shut that off for that many years with the person you're now married to is something you're just going to be able to flip the switch on Um,
1: even eight months. Like, yeah, because it was 10 years.
0: Yeah. 10 years is a very, very, very long time. I, you are probably the first person that I know. And I obviously don't know you personally that dated for 10 years before getting married. That is a very long time. And I know people that deal with this issue and And struggle. And you guys
1: didn't sleep together. Right. For five,
0: I know people that have done it for five years and that have struggled with this. So 10 is double that. (laughs) So I can imagine it's just going to be extra hard. Not to say it's impossible or like you're doomed or anything like that. But I will totally acknowledge that that's
1: not helpful, I guess, in this situation. I know Um, people that dated for like- a year, two years, and they struggled with it their first year. Of kind marriage. of because of so purity don't feel, culture and everything. Yeah. Like, don't feel like this, is something's wrong with you.
0: Yeah. No, not at all. But you do have to acknowledge that you you guys have literally, in an effort to maintain chastity during dating, you have now voiced, like you have now decided to take sex and everything as something bad or as something to avoid or whatnot for 10 years. And so congrats on like avoiding sex for 10, 10 years outside of the means that it was created for. But now you're going to have to rewire your brain mm-hmm. and your thoughts surrounding sex and that it is a good gift and something you should enjoy doing with your spouse and uh, should look forward to and should be, should, I don't know, have fun with is where Isn't my brain goes. There
1: a- Catholic book on sex
0: called Holy Sex. Holy Sex. It is so good. It talks about the two extremes where like the promiscuous sex culture versus the Puritan culture and how the good and beauty of sex lies right in the middle of it and how to um, kind of engage that in your marriage, I guess. It's so good. It's a book Avery and I read before marriage.
1: Yeah. And something you guys could do together is either read it together or both Mm -hmm. read separate copies and then come together after each chapter and talk about it and like take out the things that you thought, because you, you mentioned that you're managing it internally. And I think that's probably the worst thing to do because this involves both of you in trying to think through this and figure it out internally. Is the opposite of what needs to be happening. It needs to be very external, like mm-hmm. every thought about this, just sharing it with him, yeah, <laughs> because otherwise he's gonna feel super alone as well. You're gonna feel alone. and it's just this isolating cycle,
0: yeah. um, something that came to mind when you said that mm-hmm. too, is the I tried to put myself in your in your shoes and your scenario and imagine you guys are internally trying to process this. You're eight months into marriage. And I imagine that I myself would have the feelings of like shame or embarrassment if I tried to be like, if I tried just to be sexy for one time, yeah. like if I, if I wore lingerie and walked in the room and tried to be like, Hey, and like, just, just tried because that's not something you guys did for 10 years of dating. Congrats. You weren't supposed to, but I feel like you, I would feel this feeling of shame or embarrassment.
1: Like, is this me? This that, is it? Yes. me like, who is this?
0: Exactly. And that's Especially why you can't just do this internally, and you need to share that out loud. Because maybe you both have some feeling of like, I don't want to be embarrassed in front of him. I don't know what he's thinking on this. I don't want to be ashamed. We avoided the this. topic for ten yeah. years. Yeah. yeah, and you that should be something that's on the plate of conversation daily for you guys. Because um, you totally. should be you should be totally free to be playful and flirty and silly and have no regard for like worrying about embarrassment in front of your spouse. Like that's Mm -hmm. the last thing that should be, especially in revolve, like revolving thing involving, wow, involving things like sex and intimacy. And you'll get there,
1: but it's going to take some uncomfortable conversations. Yes. Yes. And you should feel confident in the fact that you guys have grown in transition, many transitions together in 10 years through, I'm sure very different life situations from where you first met and you came out better on the other end. And this will be the same. It's a transition. You're figuring it out. It might take longer than all the other situations you guys have been through together, but you should definitely feel confident that you guys have done transitions before. This just might be the hardest.
0: Yeah. And I also think reframing it too, as in sex is a good thing. Sex, it's, it's kind of that like fake it till you make it thing. Like I am a good person. I am a beautiful person. And, like constantly reiterating that because what you say to yourself is what becomes reality.
1: You Um, need to rewire
0: your brain. And that's not a woo woo thing. That's literally just psychology. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But then also, also framing it in the mindset of God literally created this for marriage, for a purpose, for a good, holy, awesome purpose. And Satan hates it. So the longer we like like kind of go around the bush with this Mm -hmm. or like don't confront this or whatever like tackle it together as a team because you know it's a good gift god has waiting for you and satan will do everything in his power to like keep you comfortable without approaching it um so that could be i don't know motivating that's really motivating for avery and i when
1: we're like to feel like (laughs) you satan it's you guys (laughs) on the same team against satan totally No, That's really good advice. Um, okay, so enough, few, a few more voicemails. What we have time for, um, but still speaking of beauty, cord a candle, you could light one of those
0: when you're trying to be sexy. I'm True. just saying, it's the whole atmosphere. We have our five senses for a reason aesthetic, all the aesthetic. That's the tone you walk into the room, it smells like fresh roses, or I don't know, they have literally every scent. And you could imagine under the sun, <laughs> there's yeah. something
1: for everyone at court of candles. And we were just talking about how this would be a perfect gift for mother's day mm-hmm. because it's so unique. It's not just like another candle, It's, it's a it's Yankee a very, candle. Okay. Yes. It's so much more <laughs> thought out than this. It's not just like, Oh, you pick this up on the way to your mom's house situation. Mm-hmm. It was so much more thought out and, um, everything is made with coconut wax. So it's even better, but you should. So, what Mother's Day is the end of May, mid May, middle mid May. Okay. Yeah. So our code for ten percent off works through May first, and that's code Heck Yes Candles, all caps, no spaces. So definitely take advantage of it. Get that candle, or maybe you are a mother and you just hint and send that URL over to that mm-hmm. hubby of yours and uh... <laughs> Put the discount code
0: and the deadline, and then he can be ahead of the game. Ahead of the game. Yep. Set okay. I'm up for success.
1: <laughs> That's what we love to see. <laughs> um this is a good one and it's about where does like the woman play how much of a role does a woman play in the beginning of like a pursuit in a relationship? Ooh. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Hi CC and Megan, my name is Michaela and I'm out here in sunny San Diego. I just had a question. So, Right now, there is a lovely young man um, talking to me and talking to him back, obviously. But um, he is pursuing a friendship with me, and he calls me intermittently every few days, like every between every two or five days, um, which is great with me. And I really like taking things slowly. I just was wondering, what is your perspective on me sending little messages or? Um I, I'm not calling him. I'm just letting him call me. But what, what do you think about that, like, balance? Like, um, would you want to send little messages? Do you think that that's helpful? Um, and, yeah, more so just, like, sending messages to see if the person, like, uh, just kind of a little reminder that I'm still here. Um, and if not, like, it's totally fine. I want to be pursued. But I was wondering if any, like, work should be done on my end at all, if it's just a friendship. So sorry for my funny-sounding message. I don't mind it being aired. I just wanted to um, articulate my thoughts, and that's the best I can. So thank you so much for listening, and have a great day. God bless you guys for all the wonderful info and help and love and prayers on your show. Thank you.
0: Okay. okay. You go ahead. Cause I feel like this is your arena. I know I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of fired up,
1: I'm like, if you're looking for a friendship, then nothing, like, it's honestly kind of inappropriate that he's calling you how many times, if this yeah. is a friendship, okay. It's leading you on. That's what it is. But I think you're both lying to yourselves and pursuing is for friend is for rom- romance. Like yeah. the word pursuing and friendship are not words that you use together. They're not right. Right. even in the same realm. So I'm a little confused with that. I think you have to be upfront with yourself and you know, I, did he use the word friends? Did you use the word friends? Is anyone using the word friends or are you just referring to it as friends? Cause you're like scared. Um, something's weird there you have to be upfront front with yourself now, if this is having to do with romance and this is not a friendship and you want it to be more. And clearly, I mean, I don't know guy, new guy friends that are giving girls calls at multiple right. times a week. Like right. uh, I'll be clear with you. He's not looking for friendship. So yeah. <laughs> it
0: seems like he's not aware this is just a friendship.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like that's, there's not a pursuing friendship it's not a thing. It's not, it's not a thing between women and men who are pursuing God. Okay. Um, (laughs) Two single people. And if this was a romantic relationship, you absolutely have a role to play Mm -hmm. and it's to build his confidence. How do you build his confidence so that he doesn't get worn out from pursuing you? It's that you give a little. Okay. Give him a call. One of these times, Hey, I was just driving home. I was thinking about you. How was your day? Really nonchalant because that will give him the confidence to keep going, send Mm -hmm. him a text and be like, Hey, you on for tonight, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And if you want it to keep going, you need to give a little because a man will get really in his head and be like, why isn't she, does she even like me? Like she Mm feels like a man is not going to keep pursuing. If there's a constant they will feel rejection so fast, even if you're not rejecting them because Mm. they are not going to pick up what you're putting down. Yeah. So unless it's (laughs) extremely obvious. Yes. And they want that like that's, that's quote unquote sexy for them to know that like, you know what you want and that you're giving the same attention back because then they're going to keep giving you more. (laughs)
0: Yeah. And that you're a clear communicator. They don't have time for confusion it's, it's exhausting to them. <laughs>
1: and it's likely yeah. not. Well, on the other hand, some for- men, some men love confusion and they just sit in, they, some men will sit in this forever and just do the texting, do the pen pal and never take a move, never make a move. So you need to know what you want. Oh Gosh. Okay. Well, that's exhausting regardless on either. Confusion yes. confusion's
0: exhausting. And I just imagine the guy that you want to be with is not looking for a confusing wife and mother to his children
1: and like a half friend like
0: yeah I'm, I'm sorry confused. the friendship I'm BS. it's
1: BS <laughs> <laughs> well I had
0: to I had to like redirect myself again because I was like oh pursuing as far as like what she owes and I was like wait 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 wait. they're just friends I'm so confused so yeah that's not a thing
1: yeah I'm like I feel like uh, this is romantic
0: and one of them is just avoiding it
1: yeah I would avoid using the word friend to him. Oh yeah. That would destroy want... the
0: confidence in point two
1: seconds. <laughs> if you want him to call you again, we'd <laughs> be right. too harsh. I'm like, no, no, no. I hate this like whole, let me prance around what's actually going on. Well, and maybe that's not it. Maybe it is just friendship, but maybe there's just like a confused version of like, oh, what is a friendship between a man and a guy or, a, oh gosh, a man and a woman. Well, I'm just saying if you had a boyfriend and he was your friend and pursuing a friendship, this would be totally inappropriate. Wait, say that again? If she had a boyfriend and this man was pursuing friendship the way he's quote unquote pursuing friendship. totally
0: inappropriate. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying like some, because in our, in the Catholic culture specifically, we talk about how man should pursue women. Maybe it was not clear to this girl or caller that, that is only for romantic relationship maybe it was just a thought of like well guys should always pursue the woman i don't know i'm playing i'm playing massive devil's advocate advocate (laughs) give me
1: like confused as heck about this situation Uh, i know but but
0: maybe i don't know i think
1: i gave everyone something to think about yeah yeah. Um, that's but for if sure. he's calling you going out of his way to call you multiple times a week and you're looking forward to it and you want him to keep calling you, it ain't a friendship, sis. Yeah, that's uh romance. That's romance.
0: Yes, romance. No. And on that note, now We're that you're gonna... giving you a million things to think about
1: on your Monday. <laughs> yeah, those are some good some good voicemails. But thank you so much for listening. Um, and we'll see you next Monday. Bye guys. Love you. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments.
0: So call our hotline at 312-775-2615.
1: And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.